You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. Hello, hello, hello. We're back. It has that been, is correct. It has been exactly a week. It has not been a long time. It's been a week since you heard us. Um, yep. We've missed you. You've missed us. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> Assuming you do. Get yes. some teeth here. Thanks. Yeah. Thought I'd put that on the air for everyone. To... <laughs> do I? Uh, no, you're fine. Cool. I think you're fine. Yeah. Nice. You guys can't see anyways, unless you can. Zoom in like on my face. On the video, yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. It's been interesting. Well, let's see. It's Monday. What's happened this last week? It's Monday. Um, I mean, it's not Monday for you guys. It's but... not Monday for you guys. It's Wednesday for you guys. Yeah. A week after the election. Yep. I got back from California. Uh, you got back from California. That Took a trip for my friend's wedding. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Yep. Um, nothing really has changed in my life. Still reading the Bible. Yep. In Romans this week. So I will be a Calvinist now mm-hmm. from here on out. So if you get mad at me for anything I say, then it's just predestined that you're a reprobate. Just every time you read, like, every time you read Romans, you become a Calvinist. And the longer you get away from reading Romans, you become less Calvinist. <laughs> Ethan, why don't you read Romans? Uh, every time I do become a Calvinist. And so I just stay away. <laughs> I decided not to read it ever again. It's like every time I read the Torah, I become a Jew. I just, you know. It's what happens. I, I, stop, eating, so I stop eating pork when I read the Torah. It doesn't feel right. You're just terrible at exegesis. <laughs> so, like, every time you read it, you just become that. That'd be hilarious. Every time I read Ecclesiastes, I go into a slight depression. So that's how I get to... Um, Psalms. No, Psalms is really emotional too. The Gospels. Yeah, yeah. Every time we read Songs of Solomon, I really just not gonna go there. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you feel about Biden being president? It's pretty crazy, um, eh? Yeah, I had a friend from Germany message me, and she's like, "What is oh, yeah? your opinion?" and all this stuff. I was like, "Honestly, I don't care." You don't care either. Like, I thought I would care a lot more about the election and the results, but. I was reading Acts at the same time the election was going on mm-hmm. and all the drama, and I'm not really on social media too much anymore. And so when I saw it, I thought, huh, okay. And what, what I mean by reading Acts is that, like, you see all these Christians, like, mm-hmm. just living their life normally yeah. under oppressive government that was way worse than America is because America is not oppressive. Yeah. And they, were, they weren't concerned about the politics. They just preached the gospel. If they got chased out of the city, then they ran. And then I went to another city and preached the gospel. Yeah. They got chased out of a city. They ran. And their life seemed just very like, preach the gospel and stay there until you either are forced to leave or God tells you to leave. Right. And so I thought, why do I, I don't really care about politics that much anymore. I'm just going to preach the gospel and figure it out step by step. Like, well, I think you should still care, but yeah, I definitely understand like, what you're saying. Politics have a, a certain um, influence in society and it's good. And yeah. your biblical worldview should affect your politics. But yeah. I'm just not stressed about it. I was just like... Yeah, me either. Oh, Biden's president. Guess what? I'm still going to evangelize. Yeah. Humans are still depraved. They still need the gospel. Yep. So, is that, is that about the same for you? Uh, I mean, I'm not, like, Democrat or Republican, so I didn't really care. Which... So you're really sad every time. No, I because just... Because you never win. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really care which old white guy won the election. Um, I'm more libertarian, so we never win. So, whatever. <laughs> this is broken. It's not a big deal. Yeah, so I don't really care that much. I just thought like it was an interesting show the whole time. Yeah, I've been really like Hawaii's been really calm about it. I feel. Yeah, I've heard like there's been. I, I did hear from someone that they saw some Trump supporters like going down the street on North Shore, mm-hmm. like 
honking their horns. Oh, really? Like 20 car line, but I'm like, but for what? You guys lost. <laughs> yeah. It's like being a Lions fan and like we lost. I'm like, yes, we lost. I'm like, wait, yeah. why, why are you? Do you think anything will come of like the voter fraud thing that's going around? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if something happened. I wouldn't also be surprised if Trump went total dictator mode and said he's not leaving power. And no like, way he's doing that. I, I know he's not going to. I just wouldn't be surprised. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised like, if anything happened. Right. Like when he was about to be impeached, the boy tried starting a war. Because Trump, oh, he was going through the impeachment process, and like the only way a president cannot be impeached if they're being going through the with impeachment Iran? process. Who did he, he try to start a war with? Iran, yeah, like he oh. bombed their general or whatever, and killed, which is not a bad thing, I guess, because he killed a hundred thousand innocent people of his own, and so it's good that this guy's not off. Trump the world. did the, no, 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 yeah. the Iranian president. Yeah, the yeah, Iran. Yeah. The Iran Clarify that one, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, Trump did what? Uh, yeah, so like when he was being impeached and was about to lose power, he's like. The only way I can get out of this is if I start a war. And he tried. I don't know if that's necessarily his motive. Maybe he was just doing a good moral thing of ending. Or that might be some propaganda releasing, right there. Releasing. I don't know, bro. A propaganda from who? The left? I don't know. I don't know. Let's talk about no one told me this. I just decided. Man. I just thought to myself, that's probably what happened. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't look at any, re- okay, any yeah, news yeah. article. I just said to myself, oh, the only way he gets out of power is to start a war. And look at us. Yeah. I thought Trump's insane. Man, I was in... I was in Asia when he got impeached. That's crazy. Same. So much has happened this year. Right. It's freaking weird. I was in Cambodia and I thought, oh no, World War III is going to happen. I'm not home. This is <laughs> maybe the worst time to be out of America. It just depends who goes to war because you'd be fine if you're in some place. Yeah, but like if America goes to war with Iran and then China decides, you know what? America's weak. We're going to go after them too. Or they're not weak, but they're distracted. We'll go after them too. And then China starts doing stuff and China basically owns Cambodia and I'm in Cambodia mm. as, a, as an American. I thought... Uh-oh. Uh oh, that's not that's not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm, don't like this. Mm. <laughs> I thought, well, the gospel is important, so yeah, definitely. But yeah, so I'm not. All in all, it's been a good day. It's been a yeah. good week. Nice. Had a nice calm weekend. Cool. By myself. Nice. Well, what are we talking about today? Uh, well, today we're talking about a. I was gonna do the whole Trump thing again, where you just walk around. Um, <laughs> we just like circle it. We you have a topic, the, topic. the best topic that this podcast is. It's probably the topic everybody wants to I'm, hear the most I'm about right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about why does it seem like God doesn't show Himself? Yeah. To people, yeah. In certain regards of, like people like say, if God's real, why doesn't He show Himself to yeah. me? You know, and that's like. So there's a logical answer, but it's more of like an emotional response. Yeah, it's, it's like the classic question that everybody like that's struggling with their faith or wants to know if God's real or is just struggling like in life says where they're like, God, like if you're real, just show up right now to me. Like make this thing move or like show up so I can see you right now or do this thing, right? Yeah. And so it's not like a test of God. Like why doesn't God just show himself right now so I can see him so that he can like prove himself to me then I'll believe in him. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. It's a super interesting question. And I think it's all of our scripture as well. There's lots of places where, especially when Jesus was like alive, they're like, just prove that you're the Messiah. And he's like, and he responded all the time. Oh yeah. He, we'll get into his responses to that. Oh, yeah. Cause they're like, Very they're like, we'll believe if you show up a, show up a sign. He's like, will you though? <laughs> just raised the dead last week. <laughs> so, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> he's like, what? God. Absolutely. Okay, so let's I think walk through this again. <laughs> he's like, let's go through the prophets. Yeah. But anyways, so I think it'd be good to start at a place um, where, like, the main question is, like, God, why don't you show yourself or show yourself to me? Why, don't, why doesn't God just show up so that we know that he's real, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I think, like, 
just starting off with the question at the very beginning of um, like why one would God show himself or why does he even reveal himself in the first place, right? Because we right. do have a revelation, a revealing that God is with us, right? And that God exists, <laughs> right? Why would God reveal himself in the first place, right? Just for a very like baseline. And yeah. what do you think? Like if God created us, why would he also reveal himself to us? Um, well, I was looking at your notes and I think we maybe had the same source of, uh, did you look, did you do any like uh, looking up of this topic beforehand? Uh, like a little bit, but yeah. just a lot of like what I've already thought about. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So like the reason a God, the God wants to show himself would be, and I'm going to steal your answer so you can get upset. Um, relationship. Yeah. You know, it's the only answer. Yeah. He's, in my opinion. I mean, there could be other, I mean, if he's, I a, like if so. he's a tyrant, I'd argue with you, but why does a tyrant need to need help if he's God? No, he doesn't need help. But well, God he, doesn't need help right now with relationship. But why would he create to enslave? If he's if he's a tyrant, I'm not saying God the tyrant, but if God was a tyrant, but I don't think being a tyrant can exist of any God. I don't think it's impossible because there yeah. there has to be. It's so deep philosophically, but there has <laughs> yeah. to be. Well, that's fair. There has to be a, a desire to hurt or like uh, to harm, which means you have to have another being to focus that like hatred towards. And if God is just a singular God and not like a multitude of gods, then he has no one within himself to hate or go after. So being a tyrant would then be impossible if you're... So that's why he would create people to be tyrants too. If you're monotheistic. Yeah, but he ha he has to exist fully inside of himself before creating anything else. Right. Which means everything everything himself. in his character... Yeah, he'd have to hate himself. Yeah. That would be the only Which would be a conundrum for a god to hate himself. Yeah. I don't think that's possible, but who knows? Yeah, I wouldn't think so. The Bible yeah. says God is love. Yeah. But yeah, so for a loving God like we have, which is the real God that exists, um, it's relationship, man. Like, mm -hmm. there's no other reason for your existence other than to know who you were created by and to enjoy that being for yeah. as long as you live. Yeah. There's so a, there's a saying, uh, they credit it to C.S. Lewis, but I don't think he actually said it, but they credit it to him, where it says the purpose of man is to know God and enjoy him forever. Yeah. I don't think it's C.S. Lewis. That's like the Catholic. Um, That's a Catholic thing? Yeah, it's like the Catholic statements of faith, I'm pretty sure, of like their, their main statement. And like I think just the normal Christian like main statement is to, to know God and enjoy him forever. I didn't hear that until like two years ago. Yeah, it's a statement of faith. Um, yeah, it's like two years ago, but it's, it's really old. Yeah. It's like with the solas and all like those kind of things. Solas, those are great. Yeah. Those. Um, but yeah, so. Relationship. Relationship. God loves agree. you. He wants a relationship with you. Mm -hmm. I'm tired today, so if I sound a little bit less energetic, that's why. <laughs> but it's real. God seriously loves you. And he seriously wants a relationship with you. It's why you exist. Yeah. But people are like, why? what's my purpose? To mm -hmm. love God. To know God. To be reconciled to God. Yeah. And then after that, he will instruct you further. Mm -hmm. But you have to stay in that place of loving God and knowing God. So if we have the foundation of God loves us, and the reason he's revealed himself the way he has is because he wants a relationship with us, um, and then the question is asked, why doesn't God reveal himself further if he's already revealed himself and loves mm -hmm. me? in the way that he's already revealed himself. Why, in his lovingness, doesn't he reveal himself fully so that we can know him, right? Right. And so I think the second question, just to like kind of hash out all the terminology and really figure out what the question is we're asking, right, in the God, why don't you show yourself question, is how do you want God to show himself, mm. right? Because yeah. there's a lot of ways God could show himself, right? Yeah. Like we have the ways that he's already kind of showed himself um, through the Bible, right? We have like historical... Um, God showing himself right mm -hmm. throughout history we have him in Jesus showing himself and revealing himself we have biology revealing himself uh, revealing God 
We yeah, have Romans one. Yeah, um, we have like intrinsic morality that God reveals Himself in. Right? He said that He's Define written intrinsic l- morality. Um, people who might not know that. Yeah, it's just that God has written his laws on our hearts. Like, we know that God is real, yeah. no matter who you are, because God has put it on your heart. If if you believe the Bible, that's what the Bible says. Right. Which like, is what intrinsic morality is, right? Yeah. Like, there's a there's a universal code of morals yeah. that, you're, that we all know about. Like, yeah. That you could suppress and change based on where you live and the things you do. Uh-huh. Um, but that inside of everybody, there's a set of morals um, and also a knowledge that God exists. Right. Right. And so there's that, and then there's um, the natural um, God has revealed himself through nature, right? Not just biology, but also through nature. Um, so there's all of those kind of ways, right? Uh-huh. But you kind of have to, like, decide how do you want God to show up for you, right? Right, and that's the question. Like, when people – because I've not met people who said, like, I don't believe in God because I prayed for a long time that he would show up in mm-hmm. my room and tell me who he is, and he never did it. And I thought – I mean, there's a lot. I see my my initial reactions tend to be less empathetic, mm-hmm. and so I'm kind of hesitant to share them. But I will anyways. But I'll try to be a little bit more gentle than I want to than I would naturally be, I guess. Because mm-hmm. um, when I, when I hear that, and you might you can have some comments to this if you want. When I hear people say like, "Why didn't God show Himself?" I think, "Why do you think you deserve that?" Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too much. No, I can come back to that, but like. Like, what, what makes you think that God owes you that? Mm-hmm. You know, and they would say maybe, oh, if he's loving, he'll show me. You know, like, but the, the problem is that the scriptures, like, it, like he has been revealed. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says that God sent his Holy Spirit into the world to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Mm-hmm. God has shown himself in Jesus. And when they asked, so we were talking earlier about how um, Jesus responded and they said, show us a sign and we'll follow you. And he said... You have a sign. He's like, you've been watching me this whole time. Mm. And, and he's like, the only sign you're going to get is a sign of Jonah. Mm. And he's talking about his death and resurrection. But there's another part where they say, like, oh, should we do this? And he's like, they have Moses. So they're not going to believe Moses and the, and the prophets are not going to believe yeah. any of this. Mm. And that's to, like, a Jewish audience who's talking about the Torah and how Torah reveals who – Torah is the Old Testament law. Mm. And how the Old Testament law for the Jews reveals Jesus mm. if you look at it. And so he's saying, like, they have it. They don't – they're not – they're just – not paying attention in a way. Yeah. And so I think, I don't know, I don't I feel like I, I don't want to make anyone mad, but <clears throat> at some point, you get, like, God doesn't, like, owe you that. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say he won't do it, and he's not, that's not, not to say that he doesn't love you, mm-hmm. but this is a holy and righteous God, and we're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts towards that? Um, I mean, I agree that God doesn't owe us anything, um, for sure. Um, but I'd also say there that our God is a loving God and that he doesn't want to just reveal himself in the way he has to us. Right. I think obviously through the picture of heaven that there is, um, that God wants to reveal himself in his fullness to us or else he wouldn't have created mm-hmm. a heaven that he wants and, to go yeah, to. Right. And like he has, that's something like, I, I think like when people say, well, how come God hasn't shown himself? I'm like, but like I, it hurts. Cause I'm like, but he has in mm-hmm. Jesus. If you think about it. Right. Yeah. And that's a hard question. Cause then you have to tell people just, I don't, I hate that answer. Like, just have faith. Mm-hmm. I hate that answer. But, like, in a way, that's the answer, mm-hmm. which is unsatisfying for a lot of people, and I understand mm-hmm. that, and it's hard. I mean, I don't think it's the full answer because, like, I could argue against that and say if God has created, like, a heaven after this and wants to reveal himself fully, why couldn't he reveal himself fully now, right? And the only answer, like, to that that you're saying is, like, just have faith because well, we, can't, we can't know why God doesn't deserve Well, I could, I could answer and be like, well, biblically, you'd die. If he right. himself. Right, absolutely. But he would die. also, 
God can do what he wants, and he's chosen. And this is another thing, right? So I just had this thought. So one, God can do what he wants, and he's chosen to reveal himself how he has. Mm-hmm. And we can't tell him he's wrong in that. Um, mm-hmm. But God is loving, and is so kind, like you said, and does want us to know him. But I think you have to, at some point, like a, philosophically think that if God is perfect and he creates everything with the intent to see people saved, like his, his desire is that none should perish, but all to come to repentance. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, come to repentance. I believe that this world that we're living in, this universe that we have, is the best possible universe for the most amount of salvations possible. Of everything in God's infinite wisdom that he could have done, he chose to do it this way for whatever reason. And so because of that, how the circumstances we are in are the best possible circumstances that humanity could be in for the purposes of knowing God. That's more of a philosophical thing because it... And, and then, but you could say, like, well, why didn't he just show himself and, and make us love him? But then uh-huh. it's, it's slavery, you know? Yeah. It's, and so it's all rooted in love, and he desires the most people to be saved. And I believe in God's infinite wisdom. This is the best possible outcome for the most salvations. Hmm. I disagree. Really? But I don't want to really get into it. We should get like, another episode. It's just another episode. Yeah, that's a... Yeah. Wow. But it's okay. So, like, going back to, like, the line that we're kind of talking about, like, if you're asking God to reveal himself to you... Um, you have to kind of classify how would you want God to reveal himself to you, right? Right. So we kind of brought up like the physical aspect, like do you want God to just show up for you and so you can see him, right? And then you, you mentioned or you mentioned uh, the Moses reference in Exodus thirty three twenty, mm-hmm. where um, um, where God says like, if you see me, you're basically going to die. Like no one can see right. my face and live. Yeah, so right? like when he's on Mount Sinai and, and he says like, God, I want to see your face. And yeah. God says, if you see my face, no living man can see my face and live. You're going to die. Yeah. I'll pass by and you can see part right. of me. Right. So you, we couldn't see um, God fully. And, and only like a couple people are ever able to actually even glimpse God like that. Right. Like in the Bible, right? Yeah. Um, I think it was Moses and who else? Uh, Peter and John saw the transfiguration. Yeah. Elijah heard the still small voice in the storm after seeing all the crazy mm-hmm. uh, natural disasters. Mm-hmm. I mean necessarily like uh, seeing God transform. So yeah, it would be. Isaiah we got transferred to the throne room. Yeah. Enoch got taken up. Mm-hmm. What else we got? John had the revelation. Paul right. saw him. Paul saw Paul saw Jesus in the vision. Right, right. So there's like small little cases every now and then. Right. So when it comes to the physical physical aspect, you made a good point at the beginning, saying we are imperfect beings, and to be holy in God's presence, like He's holy, would would kill us unless we are holy, right? Because mm-hmm. God is holy and imper- imperfect. We are imperfect, so if we were in His presence, we would die. Right. right, fully in his presence. We're in his presence in a way now, in part, yeah. um, but not fully, right? And so if we were in his presence physically, fully, we would die. And so, so we don't die, and we can still be witnesses on this earth, right? God cannot reveal himself in full to us here, right? right. He couldn't do that to Moses, and he can't do that to us now. And what, right? is it, what does that mean, even like, for God to even reveal himself? What, is, like, what does God look like, the infinity mm-hmm. of his being, if he's going to show up to you? You're going to be so, even if you did survive, let's say hypothetically he mm-hmm. let you survive there, right? You're going to be so overwhelmed with the vastness of who he is and the complexity of his existence that you're basically just going to be like frozen, I would assume. Like, mm-hmm. just like in awe, and like, I can't, and you'd be like, oh my gosh, like, I can't do this. Like, I'm just so mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And so, by God revealing himself, he needs to do it in a way that we would understand. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, and in another way, I would say like Jesus, or not Jesus, sorry, God was able to show himself 
biblically is through Christ, right? Christ said, yeah. anyone who sees me has seen the Father. And he's the, right? and the fullness of deity dwells in him. Like, he, yeah. Jesus is God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's John 14, 9. Um, and so, technically, Jesus coming, that historical fact that Jesus came um, and died on the cross, right? Mm-hmm is the father being revealed to us right and it's obviously not the magnitude of who the father god is in his fullness or else obviously we would die right um, but he does say that that whoever has yeah. seen him has seen the father and, it, and right? he's re- yeah and he reveals himself through being jesus in a way that is understandable and we can know mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and the best part of that is not like you can know by looking at history and studying and that's true you can but now he sent his holy spirit yeah so we can know jesus we can know god yeah the same person so the, the next way God like could reveal himself, if you're asking God to reveal himself to you, is um, or show up for you or show himself, is an audible voice, right? God showed up mm-hmm. as an audible voice in the Bible before, and I believe he still does it to people now. Yeah. Um, and so like that, right? So it can be an audible voice. Or it could be signs and wonders, right? Miracles. We still believe miracles happen. Mm-hmm. Um, miracles happen in the Bible all the time. Um, but there's, there's an interesting verse, um, right, where that you already quoted, um, I forget where it is. Um, somewhere in Luke. Um, I might have it here in my notes. I'm not it's sure. When the, they say the whole Pharisees are like, Show Moses sign. and He's, Pharisees, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, something like the, his disciples are asking like, Hey, why don't you show them this? And he's like, they have Moses. They're not going to. Yeah, they don't it's, Moses. Not it's Luke, Luke 16, 31. And it says, okay. uh, he said to him, if they did not listen to Moses and the prophets, um, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. Is that before or after his resurrection? What's, what before. chapter? 16. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Because he's like telling them like, look, I'm going to do my thing. They're still not going to listen. Yeah. Oh, right. Jesus is so cool. Right. My goodness. And so there's a big, in my opinion, I don't think like asking God for signs and wonders to prove himself. I think it's one of the most illegitimate like signs you could ask for, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's more legitimate to ask God, like, God, why don't you just show up, like, physically in front of me or pass by me like you did Moses or, like, speak to me in an audible voice or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, God specifically talks about how, like, hey, like, even if I do all these things, like, even if I, like, rise from someone from the dead myself, right? Even if I do all of these things, even if I do miracles, all this stuff, you're still not going to believe in me, right? People yeah. didn't believe in me for a long, long time. And I've freaking, like, Judas lived with Christ, like, right. for a long time and still didn't believe in and God. And Pharaoh saw all the signs and wonders. And, yeah. Excuse me. Pharaoh saw, like, the Red Sea splitting. He saw mm-hmm. this, like, all these crazy things, and he still hardened his heart. And there's mm-hmm. an aspect where people say, but God hardened his heart. But the idea there is that he was hardening his heart first. Yeah. And so God's like fine you want to harden your heart i will harden you and i will accomplish my will yeah but he was already hardening his heart before that even happened and so there's an aspect like people see supernatural things and they still don't follow jesus yeah the pharisees knew jesus was innocent and they were just it says a lot of times that they're filled with jealousy yeah and they knew that he was innocent and they said we're still going to kill him yeah and then when they raised from when he raised from the dead and they couldn't find his body they paid off the guards to stay silent yeah so like they saw all the miracles all the wonders Peter then talks to them like about two months later and they're like, hey, how are you healing these people? And he's like, it's by Jesus whom you crucified. Mm. And they try to shut him up by saying, don't try to bring his blood on us, which is ironic because they said, let his blood be on us. Mm. And it's like, they knew he was innocent and they knew he rose from the dead and they knew the power that the the disciples had was from God and they still rejected it. You know, so there's an aspect of Mm. it like, even if God did show up, are you in a place right now where you are willing to accept it? Mm-hmm. Or are you using the question of God, why don't you show up to try to silence 
the conviction that you're feeling because you don't want to submit? You know, that'd be a question to ask yourself. I don't think that's the reason, but I think it could be for some people, definitely. Um, I think Jesus is a perfect example of, like, the answer for all of these things or all of these, like, God can show up this way and this way and this way that we're talking about, right? Like, Jesus, you saw God physically. Mm -hmm. When you heard Jesus, you heard God physically, Mm -hmm. right? When you saw Jesus do miracles, you saw Jesus do signs and wonders, right? Raise people from the dead, right? You saw God do all of these things. And the people still didn't believe in him, right? right? So we haven't seen Jesus physically, but we can read in the Bible that people did see God physically, yeah. hear him physically, and see him and do it, wonders right, physically. And they're historical, actual accounts. It's not like a, a myth, of, like a religious myth. Like these are factually, historically uh, accurate things that happen. Yeah, and these aren't like just people that already didn't believe. Like these are like the highest religious leaders, like did, still didn't believe in him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the people that are most devoted to the scriptures. Well, it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah it's supposed to be. <laughs> didn't believe in him even after they had been devoted their whole lives to reading yeah. the scriptures, right? And some yeah. of them did, right? Yeah, there's some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some of them that did. It's um, Acts 15 talks about there's a Christians that were part of the Pharisees. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of them did. And there, yeah. it's highlighted a lot in scripture that the people who like were closest and saw like all these miracles every day, a lot of them didn't believe in God, even with all those miracles and him showing up every day. Right. Yeah. And so I think the question sort of becomes, um, for a lot of people, like God does show up in these ways. He has shown up historically. We've seen him through, um, Jesus Christ. We see him through biology, through nature, um, through intrinsic morality. We see him through all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, the question kind of like the harder question kind of becomes, why does God show up in miraculous ways for some people? And yeah. not for other people, yeah. though, right? That's and, kind of the hardest question that comes up. Right. And even today, like, that still happens where I've heard testimonies of people who are Muslim, and they're, like, praying, and they're, like, trying to seek truth, and, they've yeah. been, and they're like, what is it going on? And they, all of a sudden, they had this dream where, or they were, like, were praying, and, like, this white light showed up, and this mm-hmm. guy walked in and, like, spoke to them and said, I'm Jesus, follow me. And they had, and they're like, yeah, now I'm a Christian, Yeah. right? And so stuff still happens. Yeah, and that happens like, to people all the time. Right. I think that's how Lecrae got saved. He, really? Yeah, he heard, oh. I can't believe it was God's audible voice or just God, like, speak very clearly to him and ask him to repent. Mm-hmm. And that's why he gave his life to the Lord and started rapping for the Lord. Yeah. And then he used to talk about all the Muslim examples of people. Our like, friend uh, Dalton, when he got, <laughs> he got, so he got saved or he was, like, some uh, early in his Christian walk, he heard, like, he was, like, driving this tractor and he kept hearing this, or the, not this tractor, this construction vehicle. Mm. He kept hearing this voice, like, go to DTS. And it was, like, so much, he, like, put his headphones in and tried blasting it and he couldn't get it out. And he, like, took it out and he yelled audibly, like, like, leave me alone, man. Yeah. Like, he, like, could not get away. That's so funny. And so, quite, yeah, like, God does stuff. Like, well, why not everyone? Yeah. Right? Right. So that's sort of the harder um, question to ask is why doesn't God show up for everybody like that? Because mm-hmm. I know for myself, God's shown up in ways for me, like almost every day where I get to hear his voice and I get to see miracles and stuff like that. And I see him save people. And I see him do like really, really radical stuff. Right. You're talking about like right now. Like in your yeah. Life. That, uh, yeah. And there's, an, there's an aspect of that where people shouldn't feel bad if they don't have that, but it's because you've been walking with the Lord for so long yeah. and you've been conditioned, you've been taught by God, you know? Yeah. I, I know that's true. And then I know people who are, like, young in their faith, and they're like, I don't hear God. Mm-hmm. And, like, you you have all of this fruit from your life. You have all of these, like, this experiential evidence that proves to you God exists. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, um, the more, like, physical evidence isn't enough for them. They want the experiential evidence right. to prove to them God exists. Right. right. And... 
it definitely is a very hard, like, emotionally so driven question. Are we talking about, like, Christians asking that question or non-Christians? You talk about just Christians struggling with their faith or well, people who want yeah. to become Christians that aren't Christians mm-hmm. yet, but they just want God to prove himself right. to them. Because right. I would say for actually Christians and non-Christians, but definitely to Christians who are struggling with this, you have the Bible. That's like, I tell Christians who have this problem, they're like, oh, I don't hear God's voice. I'm like, well, how much time are you spending in the Bible? And most of the time they say almost none. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, God has revealed himself through scripture. If you're not going to do the part of the action of reading the Bible and devoting yourself to study, why would you expect God to talk to you outside of the most basic way he's made available? Mm-hmm. So for the Christians, it has to start in scripture. You have to be reading mm-hmm. scripture. Yeah. Probably daily. It should be daily. If not daily, that's okay. It's not like a, a law, like an mm-hmm. overbearing thing. Like, oh, you didn't read scripture. You're bad. But it's like, mm-hmm. you can't, like, this is the best way to hear the voice of God is scripture. Yeah, it's definitely you know? true. I would agree, but I don't think that solves, like, the emotional question that the person would have, like, of – they know that, like, God has brought all this evidence, like, both morally, biologically, and historically, um, biblically, right? Mm-hmm. But they, they ask, like, why, if God shows up in these, like, crazy ways for other people, why not me, right? Like, if he gives them other stuff besides the Bible in miracles or in an mm-hmm. audible voice or like a strong impression or a dream or something, why can't he just give that to everybody? Or, or why does he just choose like these are the special people that get to have those right. encounters, right? Like I know for myself, I didn't have like a crazy experience when I got saved. And it was like a, a few years into my um, like relationship with God that I did like have those experiences. So I didn't have like a, a salvific experience where I heard God's audible voice like mm-hmm. some people do, right? So I also, right. I also didn't have that experience. But there are some people who do have that experience, right? Yeah. right? And I, well, I would say to that, that type of person is like, I would ask them to evaluate their, one, yeah, it's always starts with your heart, like evaluate your heart. Are you in a place where you're thinking to yourself like, if God never showed up that way, if all you had, excuse me, if all you had was the scriptures, would it still be worth following Jesus? Mm-hmm. Would you still do it? You know, because that's the, if you say no, then you have a big problem on your hand and you need to really see mm-hmm. if you're truly following Christ and if you're truly saved because your, your Christian experience, your Christian life is not based off of or judged by how many experiences you have. Mm-hmm. It's based off how well, or not, it's based off how much you love God, you know, and obey God and follow God. Mm-hmm. And that starts in devotion to scripture, you know, but, and, and so the thing is like, if you have to, I would ask, I would have people ask themselves, like, if I never see a miracle or an experience or hear him mm. speak in my, in like my heart outside of school, will I still follow him? Yeah. Cause there's probably people who like never will have that experience. Yeah. And I, we can't guarantee that they will have that experience, but they, mm. it's a very high possibility that you might not ever have that experience. Yeah. And you need to get in your heart that Christ is still worth following because of who he is and what he's done for you in salvation in Jesus. Mm. If all you have is the scriptures and really all you need is the scriptures, really like mm-hmm. scripture is the, it says like God breathed his, this is my phone, but God breathed his, his word into scriptures. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's inspired by the Holy Spirit. It's led by God to be written by people. And it, mm-hmm. it leads us to his understanding. Yeah. But I, I would say you can't even expect to have experiential things with the Holy Spirit or with God. If you don't even have scripture. Yeah. Down, you know? Yeah, I would agree. I would, I would say it's a very, very, like we've talked about already, a very emotional place to be in. Someone asking, like, God, just show up for me is in a very, like, emotional place, right? You're not, 
I would say almost no one is in a place of, guys, you need to show up for me right now and reveal yourself to me because I'm struggling. It's usually like the phrase that's like the person says, right? Mm -hmm. It's not usually like, I'm doing great. Like I'm on cloud nine. God, show up and like prove you real, right? right? It's usually not that scenario, right? right? So the person going through this is either like, seriously doubting something they believed their whole life or thought was real or or someone like who is in a rough place depressed or something like that and just wants to know god is there and exists right so it's usually a very emotional question and so i know when i've been in hard places emotionally and been asking myself this question like god why don't you just show up and like reveal yourself to me that it's always like two answers because i'm more of a logical person i think of what you said at the beginning of like um of like no matter what like God gets to choose what he wants to do, right? So Job, like crying out to the Lord at the end of Job, God says like, who are you to tell me like what to do? I created the stars and the sky. How could you know my ways? Cause I'm God, right? So why I think of that and I think I can't know God's plan, right? And that's not like a, a God being mean kind of thing and, and like not thinking about your emotions, but it's more God showing you a perspective, yeah. right? So he's not being mean and being like, how dare you question like how good I am kind of thing. I think it's more of a God showing him perspective and saying, don't you see like how big I am? You can't understand like the plans that I have and the ways I've set them up. You just have to trust me that I'm God. Right. And so then at that point you have to decide, okay, do I believe in God without him showing up for me in this experiential way that I want him to show up to me for? Right. Right. If he doesn't show up in front of me and like show me he's real, can I prove he's real? And what's the alternative if he decides not to do that? Right. Because for myself, the alternative is just being in that like crappy place that I was already in being depressed or something like that Mm -hmm. without him. Right. And the reason I was turning to him is because I don't want to be depressed anymore. I want to like find my purpose. Right. I don't want to be purposeless anymore in a world without God. Like I want to have purpose. I don't want to be depressed. Right. Mm -hmm. So I have two choices. Like one, I can choose to just continue to be in the place I'm in um, and be depressed and struggling, or I can choose to look at all of the evidence that there is, right? I can look philosophically, um, I can look theologically, and I can look even experientially for the testimonies that other people have that I trust, Mm -hmm. right? And I can say through all of this study that may take you a long time, right? Took me definitely years to figure out like what I believe fully, um, through at least philosophy and theology, um, proving God's existence to myself, and just who God is, the possibilities of God, um, like how he works, all these kind of things, how the Trinity works, proving God to myself that way and answering all of these hard questions. And then even when I have crises of faith where I'm like, God, why won't you just show up for me this way? Even if he doesn't do it, I still know that he exists and that he's good because I've, he's proved himself to me um, through all of these other smaller ways, like yeah. biological evidence, through historical evidence, through all the right. ways we talked about, right? right? And then through that groundedness in my faith um in the bible and all this evidence my faith starts to grow and then i start to see the miraculous things happen right Mm -hmm. and so for some reason god decided not to show up for me in that way like when i was having like a hard moment um or a hard like year and doubting god's existence right he decided he doesn't want to show up for me in that uh like experiential way of a loud voice or showing up physically or something right. right or a miracle um, he showed up for me in a different way that actually strengthened my faith more. And so looking back at that experience or the experiences that I've had, I can see that it grew my faith because if God had just showed up for me like in, a, in an experiential way, um, I would have gone a couple more years and then just fallen right back in the same hole I was in because I didn't have the groundedness of all the study that I had done in realizing like, right. who God was. And I think that's exactly what Jesus is alluding to when he said like, 
man, like if you didn't believe the prophets and you didn't believe Moses, you're not going to like believe if I like raise them from the dead and you see them, right? It's just going to be something right. you experience. And then like a year later, you're going to not see it anymore and your faith is going to be weak That's because good. You're, good. You're, uh, you're not grounded in faith, right? Mm -hmm. It's not built on something solid. It's just built on like an experience. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. You just hit the table. <laughs> um, oh. And so that's kind of where like I land on, I think, for that question. Yeah. Yeah. And looking back, like the times when I was like, is God real? And like, I was just like, you know, I was like, it was basically when I became a Christian. I was like, my thought when I, when I became a Christian was, if God's real, I will follow him and mm -hmm. he'll make my life better than it is now because I'm pretty depressed right now. Mm -hmm. And I thought, if God's not real, I'll just go back and do more drugs. Like, yeah. I'll just figure out if God's real and I do drugs and I'm in trouble. Yeah. If God's not real and I try it, I'll find out he's not real and I'll go do drugs. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I'll go to God. There's no risk. Okay. Let's mm -hmm. figure it out. But then I was just like, so I thought to myself, well, if I want to know if God's real, I should probably just study the Bible. It yeah. seems like, seems like that's a good thing to do in my mm -hmm. mind. That's what I did. And as I read the Bible, I just saw like his character and his nature. And then I would just like be reading and something finally would click in my mind. It made sense. I was like, Oh, and I was getting all this like revelation from scripture and reading it. Excuse me. I keep having burps to this. This is embarrassing. <laughs> um, and I just, and I think like, yeah, like you, when well, you gotta go through those seasons where like you have to devote yourself to study, like you're uh -huh. saying, right? Like not only like biblical study, but like historical study, philosophical study. Yeah. Look at other religions. So and your faith see, is grounded. Yeah. Right. And it's not bad to look at other religions and see how they contrast to Christianity. Yeah. The truth is stable and it's not going to change. And the truth is Jesus. Yeah. And the thing that sets Christianity apart from all the other religions is that all the other ones have you working to get something mm -hmm. that is unattainable. Right. Because you're never going to be good enough to get it. Right. Right. And and the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that you don't have to be good enough. You come as you are, and God and, and the gospel and Jesus Christ saves you, mm -hmm. and then He sends a Spirit inside of you to do those works that you were previously trying to do. But now it's not from a place of striving; it's from a place of being. Yeah. Right. And and that starts in like studying. It starts in looking at Scripture. And the Bible says daily renew your mind. It says be conformed to the image of God. And or some, I'm like butchering the scripture, but it gives <laughs> the idea of daily study and daily renewing and transforming your mind and not being conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. And that's such a necessary part because that only happens in scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible is God's word to humanity. God's word. Words are spoken. Yeah. Or you can hear God through the scriptures and see his character mm -hmm. and see his goodness. And I mean like serious. I don't mean like read a devotional by someone and then move on today. I mean, like if you're really going through the thick of it, of emotion, like say, I am going to read this scripture until something breaks inside of me. And I know God, mm -hmm. like get aggressive with it. You know, you're like, God doesn't want you trapped in this, like a, a mentality of like, I'm just stuck here. He doesn't want you trapped there. God has victory for you, but you got to get aggressive about it. And that's at least how I look at my perspective of life is like, when I'm going through the rough of it, I'm like, I'm going to pray and I'm not going to stop praying or worshiping in this presence until I feel like I have met God. Or I'm, yeah. like, I'm not going to stop studying the scripture until I feel like I'm satisfied in the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think God honors that. You know, the Bible says, yeah, he, the promise of the Bible is that when you seek him, you'll find him when you seek him with all your heart. I think a lot of people are doing half-ass seeking and excuse yeah. my language, but you know. No, that's definitely you, true. You can't do half-ass seeking and expect God to fully show up. Right. He, he can see your heart. He knows if you're really about him. Yeah. And you need to decide in your heart if you're going to be about him. And I know a lot of people who have that question, it's more of emotion-based. So they're like, I am about him. That's good. Mm -hmm. Be about him. That's God will honor that. Yeah, definitely so true. Over. <laughs> I would say bringing it full circle, 
like the thing that I want like sort of everybody to remember is this is all about knowing God, right? The reason God revealed himself in the beginning is so we could know him, mm-hmm. right? So the, the very reason for revelation is to know God, right? To God to be revealed to us so yeah. we could know him, right? And so you're just looking at which way do you want God to reveal himself to you? And God says, Christ says in the Bible, if I reveal myself to you this way, experientially, you won't believe in me. If you didn't believe in me through like what was written about me, um, you're not going to believe in me if I show up for you in this way, mm. right? So that's God speaking to you directly and saying, this isn't going to help you. Like this thing you're asking for isn't going to help you. This experiential like thing that you want to happen, it's not going to help increase your faith very much, right? If that's all you're going to go off of, it's not going to help you if you didn't already believe based off of the revelation that God had already given you, right? So God has previously given us all we need um, revelation-wise to believe in him and to know him and to go deep in a relationship with him and grow every day, right? The spirit is in, in us and will minister to us and will take us deeper and deeper in relationship with God daily as he ministers to us, right? Yeah. So we good. have all these things that will minister to us and will continue to reveal God and make him known, Um daily right so we don't need this experiential thing to get us to know god more just for like a one-time thing right. and i know it can be very hard to hear especially when you're in like such like an emotional an emotional uh vulnerable i'm gonna try again an emotionally vulnerable place <laughs> we got right it. we got it we got it <laughs> when you're in that place it's so hard to hear something like that because yeah. you just like want that relief and you want that like mm-hmm. one-time experiential thing yeah. and sometimes god does show up like that right but what real faith is based off of is not a one-time experiential event happening like got like an audible voice from God and yeah. stuff like that. And if you want to equate it to like the doubting and seasons of doubting to tribulations, mm. I don't think that's a bad thing to equate it to in a way because we don't experience, especially in the West, you don't experience too much tribulation, maybe mm. socially. But Paul tells us, either way, Paul says, through much tribulation, we must enter the kingdom of God. Mm. It's through like much hardship. It's not... The, the walk to heaven is not easy. Mm. You know, it's littered with, with hardship. It's littered with confusion. It's littered with maybe brokenness because mm. we're so, like, this world is so broken and so messed up that in the process of following God, there's going to be a lot of stumbling blocks in the way. But we know and we're determined because we have the Spirit of God inside of us and we know who God is. Mm. We're determined to follow Jesus because this is the walk of the Christian. Yeah. To be determined to follow Jesus no matter how bad it gets. Yeah. And we can look at, and like the thing that's encouraging is we can look at Paul. We can look at the church followers and we can look at Jesus and see what they went through and say, if he thought it was worth it, then I can handle this doubting mm-hmm. because the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The spirit of the Lord is with me. The Bible says that God will never leave you nor forsake you. And in your doubting, he's there and he has compassion and empathy for you. Even if you feel like he doesn't, it doesn't matter how you feel about it. The fact is he has it for you mm-hmm. and he cares about you. And he's going to get you through it. You just have to trust him. And I, I know that's hard to hear. Mm. You, you have to trust him. You can look back and see what the church fathers went through and see that, like, Paul was in prison. Paul was shipwrecked a couple of times. Paul was whipped a whole bunch of times. He was beaten by mobs. Peter was crucified upside down. Andrew was crucified and suffocated for two days. Mm. And every for two days he was dying on the cross that he was, he was on. And, he was, and that, for the two days of suffocating, he'd lift himself up and see any passerbys, he'd lift himself up and preach the gospel until he died. Mm. You know, Jesus himself hung on a cross. Andrew, or Stephen, was stoned, the first martyr. Like, 
our church fathers went through way worse things. That's not to say any anyone's situation is invalid. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm saying. But I'm saying like we can persevere because they persevered, and we can be encouraged because they're following the same Jesus that we're following. Yeah. And the same Jesus that helped them will help us. Yeah. So then I would just say if you're in like a place of struggling and you just want God to show up in that way, maybe he will. But also maybe he won't, right? And if he doesn't, that doesn't invalidate that he's real and that he's God and that he wants to have a relationship with you, right? If God has revealed himself in any way, that means that he's a personal God and wants to know you. And so I believe God has revealed himself in many different ways, right? And one of the easiest ways is to just talk to him and listen to see if he says anything back and then read his word to see who he is, get to know his character, to get to know who he is, right? To be filled with the Holy Spirit and to have the Holy Spirit minister to you. And you may not get that like one time like thing that you want of God showing up. You might, you know, God does that for some people. He doesn't do it for a lot of people. You know what I mean? But just because he does or doesn't do it doesn't make him any less God. We can't know all of his plans, right? Mm-hmm. Just like he tells the Job, we have to have that perspective of he is God and he knows his ways. And what he chooses to do is what he's going to choose to do. He has revealed himself so we can trust that he is good no matter what, yeah. right? And so it just takes that, that faith being built on a solid rock and through all of the study, through all the getting to know God, right? That's what the faith is going to be built on not built on just like a one-time experience right yeah i agree it's a hard question and um if this is an answer for you i totally understand if it doesn't satisfy like that that like sort of hurt in your heart of you just want god to show up for you and you want him to like show you he's real totally understand i definitely listen to a lot of stuff like this when i've been in places like that and it hasn't helped me but you will get through it and like just because god doesn't show up or does show up doesn't make him any more or less real yep boom god is good He'll get all through the time. This. God is good. <laughs> all time. All time? God is good. I didn't know that was a church thing until like late teens. I was like, it's just a youth group thing for me. It's a what? Youth group thing. Yeah, I didn't know that happened. Like I really? heard a comedian, like a Christian comedian talk about it. And I thought, wait, that's a, I looked it up. I was like, what is this thing? And I was like, oh, I've never done that in my life. That's so funny. <laughs> that was great. But yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, or watching if you're on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook. We have Twitter. We have Patreon. We have all these things. We have stickers. We have all this kind of stuff. If you ever have any hard questions or suggestions, please shout us out. We'd love to answer them. Mm-hmm. If you have any uh, questions as well, like I just said, you can hit us up on Instagram. We'd love to talk to you. We post polls all the time. We'd love to see your interactions. Um, our show's only growing and growing right now. I think we almost have like... Um, 1200 followers on instagram Ooh. we're getting a lot of engagement so thank it's, you guys it's going really good we're getting even more supporters it's man god's doing some really cool work not just in like the show growing but but people being touched and people getting saved um and discipled and coming to know god yeah. more and so if this helped you at all like leave us a like a follow a comment um let us know if this has encouraged you at all and yeah we'd love to hear from you hopefully you'll just keep listening if you have any critiques or any questions you'd like us to talk about let us know we'd love to hear from you He said it all. All Amen. Goodbye. Bye.